0: I saw some people, you know, talk a lot of shit about Kelly Rudy over the weekend. I know they were just jabbing at, jabbing at him. Kelly Rudy said something about Horvat and, and how he should take out Pedersen, right? He should take out Pedersen, go out for dinner, Squamish, middle of pandemic season. People didn't take that lightly, right? Why are you telling the nation, the nation, Hockey Night in Canada, that it's okay for, for people to go to restaurants, blah, 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 all this bullshit, whatever. Whatever. People were hammering Kelly Rudy, and I want people to stop hammering him because in this book, right, and Ryan Singh, I, I, I took the uh, cover out. There's nothing really in here, but in the book by Harnarayan Singh, right, he's brought up Kelly Rudy so many times in this book, and he just, he's just an absolute gem, an absolute fucking gem. It's crazy. Like, their relationship is so dope, and Kelly Rudy is an ambassador for the NHL. He wants more diversity in the game, so that dude's a, like a fucking beaut for life, and I will not stand for anyone talking shit about Kelly Rudy from this point on, even if he makes a bad take, don't don't tweet about it. Don't tweet about it. Don't don't poke fun at my guy Kelly Rudy.
1: You know what? That might be the nicest thing you've ever said about uh, Calgary before, right? Kelly Rudy, proud Calgary resident, color uh, commentator for the Calgary
0: Flames. It is what it is. Man, nicest thing you've ever said about Calgary. I'm proud of you. That's that's big for Cal Bowen. One of the greatest dudes in the sport, and everyone wants drastic change in the NHL. You know, and, and to a certain extent, rightfully so. They want to see new faces. You know. Uh, The white guy, not the most popular guy, you know, in the NHL. But Kelly Rudy, that's a cool white guy, okay? That's a (laughs) cool-ass fucking white guy. Let's do this, silky and filthy.
1: All you silky studs to another episode of Silky and Filthy. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. This show on the Nux Misconduct Network. You get two other fan fucking tastic shows in that network. Sipping on a 40, coming after every Canucks game. And Power of the Towel with Nick Bondi. The guy, he's grinding. He's working hard. He's he's taking that uh, you know Tesla stock money. Yeah, and he, he's running. He's, he's taking, off of
0: raised 2021. He's taking that serve money that he deserves. He deserves that serve money. He's putting it into stocks. And he's also investing in himself. And he's probably going to leave Nox Misconduct soon. You know, we're probably going to lose Bondi. He
1: yeah, just becoming been, been too bright of a ride, star, you
0: know? too, too bright of a star for us.
1: Yeah, you know Bondi, man. He's uh he's been working very hard for us, man. I'm yeah. proud of him. He needs a next nickname, you know, Kyle. I'm actually curious, like what's I was thinking about nicknames for Nils Hogland the other yeah. day. like the guy's got such a sick last name. Okay. And it's like a Hoggy Bear, and I'm just wondering, mm-hmm. like, what's a good nickname for him? But like, what's the, what's an nickname that you had, you know, growing up as a young chap that the people don't know about?
0: Lame. I had a lame nickname. Everyone called me uh everyone called me Beasy in high school. I hated it. Easy. Easy. It was easy. Like I guess it was easy to make up. And my last name's pretty difficult to, you know, use for inspiration for a nickname, right? Bowen. Like, what could he do with there? Uh, what What could he do with that there? But um, yeah, Beasy. Be I didn't really fuck with it too much. And uh, we told we told the people on the other program on the other network. Meanwhile in Canada, right? We told the people. My mom used to call me Caillou. Caillou. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey man, Caillou. No one ever won for Bow Wow? I mean, it was kind of set up perfectly with Bowen. No, I think my brother got that. My brother got that. And oh, yeah, have some Bow lame wow. one, too. The Bowenator. The Bowenator. <laughs> I don't even know, man. Like, How did he get that name? <laughs> do, do,
1: would you prefer the Bowenator or Beezy? I mean, come on. Me
0: either, man. Just call me Kyle. Just call me Cool Kid Kyle. Cool Kid Kyle? <laughs> That's probably the worst of the three. <laughs> Fuck nicknames. Like, you got a sick one, though. Begsy's just dope. You know, it's just. I feel
1: like, like that came from you, to be honest. <laughs> oh, really? I Shit. I ran with it on Nux Misconduct. So, you know, uh, the employers wouldn't think I'm just riding hockey all day long.
0: Damn. Damn, bro. Yeah, yeah. N- nicknames n- never was really, uh, never really for me. I, a lot of people used to put, poke fun at me, though, because of South Park. Hey, Kyle's mom. Hey, Kyle's mom. Suck my balls. Kyle's mom. You know, all the time because of South Park. So I don't think that was a nickname, though. Kyle's mom. But I was that was no
1: because that was a constant
0: thing, a constant thing in elementary school, bro. Like people would just poke fun at my mom, because again, it's South Park and South Park was big, and I I had thick skin. Like I was just laughing at it because again, it came from a TV show. I kind of understood where it would come come from. Never affected me, but hey yeah, uh, a lot of times uh, my mom was mentioned, and I'm sorry, and sorry to my mom for not not defending her honor. It just I was too busy laughing.
1: Too busy being Kyle Bowen. <laughs>
0: I was too busy laughing back. Kyle's Kyle sack Kyle It's like whoa. <laughs> the,
1: only other, the only other great nickname I had that I loved was uh, Shaggy. I mean, oh, like, yeah. I ended up like changing my Facebook name and everything, and then actually like when I started going out with my wife. Her whole family, like they would see me on Facebook with tagged in pictures with Hannah, and they're always like, "Why? Why is his name Shaggy?" And she was like so embarrassed, like she just didn't have like any good answer for why I called myself Shaggy, because I looked like fucking Shaggy at the time, okay? Hey, that's a bullshit,
0: <laughs> right? Come on, man. This guy made it his Facebook name too. Come on, man. That's got to be a little bit more official, man. You're, you're lucky she's like stuck around, man crazy
1: yeah yeah it's uh like i said it was only for two things it's for my dick and my cooking but uh you know anyways that's enough that's what does a shaggy
0: dick mean like what is that what's a shaggy dick
1: oh i'm not talking what no i
0: wasn't talking about oh oh, that oh come on man it's a family i mean that's like i
1: think a shaggy dick's pretty uh self-explanatory that's like there's no manscaping down there yeah there's
0: no manscaping down there it is what it is (laughs) right Want to shave Uh, down if you don't want to shave down there, it's all good, it's up to
1: you. Speaking of manscaping, (laughs) maybe we should talk about uh some of our early bets uh that we made prior to the season starting and how they're looking now. So, Kyle, uh, you know, one of your predictions was that Montreal you weren't buying the hype, they were going to finish the bottom of division. Now, the Mm -hmm. Montreal Canadiens, sponsored by Manscaped, by the way, uh, (laughs) what do you think of their performance so far? And do you feel good about them finishing sixth in the division?
0: I don't. I would love to take that back, to be honest, if I was allowed. And it it did come from a place, that prediction. uh, It came from a place of of not knowing much about the Montreal Canadiens. I looked at their roster, but what I mean by that statement is I didn't watch many of their games. You know, people are always throwing that word around, right? Pesky. They work hard. But after watching them for the early part of this season, and they just stomped on the Canucks, right? Uh, Again, we we said this last week. Uh, They remind me of the Vegas Golden Knights. They really do because they hustle, man. Every single player hustles, and you got to watch them in the neutral zone. That's when you understand what the fuck they're doing. Like, everyone tries hard. They're bought in. And when a team is bought in, it doesn't matter who their star guys are. They're just a hard team to beat. So, uh, yeah, Montreal is not finishing last in this division. Real talk. Everyone's bought in.
1: Yeah, and I think you made one great comparison. I was sipping on a 40 on the weekend, and that was that they kind of play like the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. And honestly, I think they they play with the Vegas Golden Knights and and maybe even a little bit like the New York Islanders in the sense that they're just hard to get chances on, you Mm -hmm. know, except right now, if you look at goals four per game, I know Montreal's inflated because they played the dog shit Canuck defense. Mm -hmm. Montreal leads the league in goals per game and the Islanders are dead last, but they're basically an Islanders team that can score, which is like the Vegas Golden Knights, right? So yeah, they're looking sick so far. And you know, there was a lot of people predicting that they could win the division, which seemed crazy at the time, but they are kind of like that lunch bucket workhorse team where they don't have a star. Like, yeah. they, they just have, you know, a lot of guys like Suzuki, Anderson, and DeFoli at the top of their game right now. Yeah. And, you know, the Canucks got to watch out because again, they they play Ottawa this week, one game against Winnipeg, and then you got to go to two Montreal for back-to-back games. So you really got to show more there because this is a team that they got to compete with in division for a bunch more games.
0: Yeah. Again, they're all bought in. You mentioned those three guys. It just feels as if they have all all these players who who can skate. You know, who could skate and don't give up on plays. It, it's something else, man. It's something else. They they took it to the Vancouver Canucks, resilient team. And, uh, yeah, definitely take back what I what I said earlier about them if that is that is allowed. And if you're bought in this early in a shortened season, you know what I'm saying? Because teams get off to hot starts in a full regular season and they kind of tail off. But if you can get off to a hot start here and your players are bought in this early, I mean, you're pretty much banked. To be in the fight toward like all the way to the end, you know. So Montreal is not going to be an easy out on, on any night. They got the confidence right now too, and again, they're fucking bought in. Claude, Claude Julien, right? Claude Julian. this guy, this guy has them on a leash, and they're loving it. They're loving it.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I really think they've been using those manscape products because they just
0: don't seem to have. <sighs> it. They're very aerodynamic out there. That's it's so fine. true, bro. That's not, right? That's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. You just broke it down. Every team in the NHL should be sponsored by Manscaped. Why is Montreal the only team? Why are they allowed to have this? Why are they allowed to have this enhancement, okay? That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Everyone else is using Bic. One one Razor, right? They still got that fucking hair on them. These guys, yo, bro, they light. And when your balls feel good, right? When your balls feel good before a big game, or just in general, right? When your balls feel good, your day is going to be good. So every single pair of balls... On the Montreal Canadiens are just nice and manscaped, and uh, come on, come on, Trevor, you got a pair of balls too. When they're feeling nice, it's um, it's it's just it's it's the way you want to live. It's when you oh, can tap exactly. into intuition, you know. So yeah, great you freedom.
1: Shaving your balls really is an art form. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like mm-hmm. it takes some work. You got to get through. First of all, the skin sensitive, but Ugh. you got to get through some tough areas. You know, it's tough. So uh. once it's done. And those balls are good to go. Like, yeah, you're feeling
0: great, and the Montreal Canadiens are certainly feeling it right now. And they and they can save time because they have all these products, right? Our guys in Vancouver, they're just they're struggling to shave their balls, right? And in doing so, they're they're wasting time. These guys have more time to study film, to be in the coach's room, to practice. That's some bullshit, bro. That's some bullshit. Hey, that's a bullshit. <laughs> that's not fair. That's not fair.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, the one flaw in this is that the Ottawa Senators are also sponsored by Manscaped, but you know, they got a bunch of, you know, those tough, uh, truculent pugilists on the team, you know, the Austin Watsons, the Michael Haley's, the Josh Browns, the Erica, Erica Branson is that guy, Manscaped? I don't I think if he manscapes, it's growing back the next day. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: so,
1: I mean, those guys, there's too much testosterone on that team. You know, I was surprised <laughs> last night, like they were just running around trying to like you know, take people's head off after in the third period there when the game yeah, was at hand. So.
0: That's a young team. They they looked as if they were, you know, playing video games, you know, three hours prior to puck drop.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and they might've, they very well might've been, you know, Yo,
0: Ottawa's for sure. Finishing last in this division, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, bro.
1: Yeah. They don't and got and it. I feel like Ottawa might make up some ground maybe later in the season. I mm-hmm. uh, you know teams get tired. Teams start falling out in this North division. Uh, they may be able to make up some games that way. play spoiler towards the end. Uh, but yeah, right now, like they just don't look like a good team. And granted, two more games against the Canucks. And I, I wrote about it this morning for Nuxmiss Misconduct. Like that game was not quite the 7-1 blow that it seemed to be. You know, chances shot wise, it was pretty close. And, you know, the big moment in that game was Demko's big save on the power play. And then Brandon Setter goes back and scores shorthanded. <laughs> so like, I don't think Canucks should be getting too cocky yet. But yeah, Ottawa is certainly easily the worst team in this division.
0: I guess the other question
1: I should ask, and maybe this is an overreaction season preview question, are the Canucks the second-worst team in Canada
0: right now? Right now, of course they are, man. They. I, I'm not going to front. I didn't watch the game last night, right? Honest person, honest podcast, had a meeting, and normally, you know, I do my thing, right, to get the show out to the people. Uh, I could care less about sports, okay? Give me a 24-hour buffer after what I witnessed on Sunday with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, okay? Had to step away from it for a bit. Uh, but prior to yesterday's game, uh, this team lacks exactly what Montreal has. They just lack effort. They lack effort. They're not even trying. It, that's what it seems like. And if they're trying, they're so bad at hockey. Real talk, bro. It's just gross. Gross hockey. Again, little effort. It's not, it's not something that's clicking for the boys. So right now they are playing like they're the, the second worst team in, in, in Canada, right next to the Oilers, you know? They're, they're battling for that second spot. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it's been a disappointing start. And, yeah, again, it's one thing to start two and five, or now they're, what, three and five? Uh, it's another to just be bad in the majority of those games. The majority. The Canucks have just been bad. They've been bad to watch. Again, the lack of effort. The, what type of game are they trying to play? And they're just running around with their heads cut off. It's gross. It's gross. It's gross. And uh, the city deserves better.
1: Yeah, it's bad hockey. And, and granted, like they look good, they look better against Ottawa. Um, but yeah, against a good team like Montreal, like even that Horvat line, you know, Horvat's tied for the league leading points as of recording with ten. Woo-hoo! The guys, the guys been playing well. Captain Bo getting it done. That new yeah. dad energy. New dad energy. Um, yeah. Team like Montreal, even even a guy like Hoglander like doesn't look as effective. Obviously, the top line is a huge issue, and and the bottom six, like yeah, they got Tyler Mott, and you know they got guys that hustle and play hard, but they're they're fucking bottom six forwards. People talk about Jake Virtanen's great defensive game. To me, he looks invisible out there. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of issues with this Canucks right now. Not to mention the vets on defense have been bad too. So
0: that's why I fuck that's with fun. Hoglander. You know, I fuck with Hooglander, and I know this is silky and filthy. You're home for puck talk and bullshit. We got to cover the whole league, but right now the northwest coast is the, the best coast. We got to talk about Vancouver just a bit. And that's why I fuck with Hooglander because he tries so hard. It might not work for him, but you see the effort there. This guy's a rookie, and he, and he's getting that. While playing on this team, that's just lacking effort, so I I think that's why Hooglander didn't escape the lineup when this team was losing games. There's every opportunity to get someone else back in there, but Hooglander, just a fucking hustler, and uh, I, I hope the uh, the rest of the team can follow suit. That's the thing, right? If you're not making plays, you can still fucking skate hard and be engaged, you know? And I just haven't been seeing that uh, for the majority of this shortened season. It's still a relatively young young season, and... I don't know how much you could read into the Vancouver Canucks if they do happen to go 3-0 and against the Sens, but you just brought up what's happening this weekend. And thats I think that is when we're going to get the real answer for this team when they go on that road trip. Because at that point when the road trip is over, okay, okay. What, one-third of the season is done.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. By the time we record, you know, next Tuesday, next Wednesday, yeah, they'll play two more games against Ottawa. They'll, they'll play Winnipeg, and they'll play Montreal. Right? Yeah. They, it's, it's a crazy schedule and then it tends to taper off a bit, but uh, still lots to figure out with this team right now. And uh, again, one of the biggest concerns is the top line, I, I don't like JT Miller's attitude on the ice right now. I don't, I don't like him telling reporters that they played well. I don't like Pedersen saying that they played well. I don't like Miller smashing a stick over the crossbar for penalties. You know, apparently he was, he yelled at Pedersen during, uh, a skate I like rush. it. I like it though. Who cares? You man? Like it? I, I would like it if they were playing well. I don't like it because it just seems like a sour,
0: bad attitude. I don't think well, it's a energy. bad attitude. I think it's competitive nature and having to answer all these just weird, not weird, but just questions they don't want to answer about fucking fancy stats and your course, your percentage in your own zone, and shot attempts through fucking five games while you all together. Like, fuck, man. They don't give a fuck about that shit, you know? They know they have to play better, and they also are the ones playing the game. They know those stats are somewhat inflated, right, because of, you know, what happens. I think JT Miller brought up, like, the whole – being stuck in the zone, and sometimes those shots are coming from the point. I know there's still shots, but he doesn't seem that worried about it. Again, these are guys who led this team in scoring last year. I think they'll figure it out. And I, I think, I think this is why I fuck with Travis Green a lot too. You know, he's 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 walking on, on a fine line right now. He really is because he has one. He has no years left on his contract. This is his last season. You know, with this deal, he, he doesn't have a contract to end of this year. Who knows what's going to happen with him? But. He has so much trust in his players, the ones that have done it for him in the past. You know, it's because again, here's the JT Miller line, right? The Lotto line, Pedersen, Besser, Miller. That they're not getting split up, and he even said they'll find uh, they'll find their way out of it.
1: Yeah, and I think he's right too. I mean, they're gonna have to if the Canucks they're are gonna snap out of the streak. Uh, I guess my thing with Miller's attitude right now that I didn't like is I think of Jacob Marks. Remember early Jacob Markstrom days? He led in a bad goal he'd get angry and he would just let him more bad goals. Yeah. I feel like sometimes when you're not playing well and you let that attitude bubble inside and fester, like, yeah, you're being competitive. I think you could throw yourself off your own game when you're not level-headed, you know? So I, I guess that's my beef with the issue. But at the end of the day, it's still a long season. Uh, we'll, we'll analyze the Canucks more in overreaction season and as the season goes on. And on
0: sipping on a 40.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a sipping on a 40s for on the NUX Misconduct Network. Go check out Power of the Tower 2 at Nick Bondi. Who do you have on this week?
0: Who He had a, a dude that I don't trust. And we won't, oh. we won't, we won't mention his name on air because, uh, again, I just can't trust him.
1: <laughs> wow. The shade you <laughs> thrown. I love it. I yeah. love it. Uh, yeah, one more North Division note to get to. Obviously, it's probably the biggest news of the last seven days in the NHL, but pretty big blockbuster trade between the 2016 second overall pick being traded for the 2016 third overall pick. Uh, what were your thoughts on, on the deal? But I mean, think more more importantly here up in Canada in the north, what do you think of the Winnipeg Jets now as Pierre-Luc Dubois their second line center? Is this team, you know, uh, we I think we both
0: had them out of the playoffs. We predicted yeah, I think it's a it's a great trade. I mean, I kind of I kind of fuck with Roslovich, too. he's great in the video games and he's great in the playoffs. You know, he just hustles hard. He does his thing, and uh, uh, yeah, you 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 get that guy as your number two center, with Shifley being your number one center. Yeah, you lose Lane, who can score you a lot of goals, and he's just a pure goal scorer. You know, he doesn't have to do a lot, but the guy just has one of those sticks. All right, flick of the wrist, it might go in the net. Having that one-two punch though is fucking scary. It's scary. It's a matchup problem, and Dubois still so young. He's still so young. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna get better, maybe, possibly. Nah, I didn't really fuck. I didn't really fuck with that trade to be honest. For for like being from the West Coast, being from Vancouver, I got, I got kind of scared. Not gonna front. Not gonna front. Now I will say this: it was, it was like something to laugh at though, right? The, these uh, these players, Lane. Dubois, they wanted something else. Maybe maybe they want to go somewhere more popular, you know, where it's popping. Okay, set themselves up for when the world opens up again, right? Get me out of Winnipeg. and Get me the fuck out of Columbus. And they got swapped for each other. That's <laughs> something else, bro. That's something else, bad. Crazy, crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're both going to end up being teammates in Vegas in two years <laughs> from now,
0: right? Right. <laughs> what are the chances, man? What are the chances? It's, uh... It's definitely not something that they envisioned when they were requesting or, you know, whatever they were doing to get themselves out of their uh, certain situation. They they wanted something a little uh, more sexier. Let's be real.
1: Yeah, and I was hoping they were going to have like that Ryan Johansson, Seth Jones moment where they just meet in the airport and become best friends, you know, Mm. share the COVID germs. But uh, (laughs) we didn't get at that. Honestly, when I look at this trade, you're right. That one-two punch is scary for the Jets. But on paper, I like this trade better for Columbus. I just think, again, Line has got the higher ceiling. Mm-hmm. Dubois, you know, he's a 40 50 point guy right now. The ceiling's higher, but he's not even that great defensively. Uh, and Roslovic, I think, was underutilized in Winnipeg, but sometimes it's a chemistry issue, right? You hear rumbling after this trade that like Wheeler and Line didn't get along
0: mm-hmm. because
1: Line was drafted to to take Wheeler's spot. <laughs> so apparently there's a rocky relationship there. And sometimes you got to shake things up for your locker. Yeah, straight game. up. So,
0: I, I do uh, fuck with Roslovic and. Honest person, honest podcast. I don't watch a lot of Pierre-Luc Dubois play because, uh, yeah, I'm just living my life. So, I only get to see what he does in the highlights. So, yeah. All right? Okay. All right.
1: Honest person, honest podcast. We appreciate you for I it. I fuck with
0: the name, though, man. Pierre-Luc Dubois. You just sound like a great hockey player.
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%, I man. I mean, uh, Columbus could have done the easy thing, which is draft uh, Jesse pooley and they went for the Luke Dubois. So, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. They
1: made something out of nothing Mm -hmm. and the oilers they got stuck with a whole lot of nothing shout out edmonton oilers we have (laughs) not brought up yet and that's the only time we're gonna bring them up on this episode um (laughs) one more thing i want to talk to you about here is this genius article written by ian mendez shout out ian mendez from the athletic ottawa shout out to you for covering the senators i mean first and foremost Mm -hmm. that's not an easy job ian mendez Um,
0: watched him forever
1: Yeah, he he wrote this genius article this week. And it it was one of those things where I read and I wish I thought of it. But basically, his proposition is division realignment in the NHL to make things more realistic. And he wants it to follow the NFL model, where you have eight divisions, four teams in each division. Now, I I think one of the downsides to this, the main downside I heard is that you might have, you know, like this year there was the Washington football team, right? They were six and 10. They won the division. The NFC East. Exactly. So like there's bound to be situations like that in the NHL. Um, But at the end of the day, like I I love this idea. And I think he proposed that uh, you play each team in your own division uh, six times, and then you play uh, games out of your teams out of your division twice each a season with like an additional three uh, against one of the teams in your own conference. So Hmm. um, Basically, it's, it's, it's to focus on the rivalries, and I think that's one thing that's missing right now a little bit in the NHL, just because the divisions are so big. And I know that, again, the playoffs do have more rivalries. You see, like, Boston and Toronto have faced off in multiple years. But the divisions are massive right now. And, like, the Canucks, for instance, would be in a division where it would be Vancouver, Seattle, Edmonton, and Calgary. How fucking great is that division? Let's be real, man. Let's be
0: real. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun.
1: And I think, again, like one of the biggest hurdles right now is travel, right? A lot of these teams are traveling all over the place, playing teams with their own division, you know, five, six times a season. Uh, you keep it in your own division, and that's where you do the bulk of your traveling. You're traveling less, and it's it's better
0: for the the environment. It's better for the world, man. Better for the environment. Now, that's interesting. I just, I'm just i just kind of opposed to it because I'm just sick and tired of all this fucking change, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. I feel as if there's been so many change. Changes to uh, alignment since what the early nineties.
1: But so that's I, also because that more and more teams have been entering
0: fair, the league. True. Once that
1: yeah, comes into the league. I mean, you're not, I don't think you're expanding beyond 32. Maybe, yeah. you know, if we keep talking about Florida going to Quebec on this podcast and that would be great, but <laughs> I don't see it happening anytime in the near future. But I mean, I look at these divisions and here in, in the East, you got, you know, the New York division, Buffalo devils, Islanders, Rangers, you got, uh, the he called the Heritage Division with Boston, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto. You get a division with Philly, Pittsburgh, Washington, and Columbus. Um, and even as you go into the West, you know, you get Chicago, Detroit back in the same division. That's one of hockey's best rivalries. Minnesota and Winnipeg, also geographic Let, Let's take
0: it a step further. You're playing six games against each of these teams. Why not, you know, add in? A couple, like making sure that a couple of those games are, you know, in sets, you know, similar to what we're watching right now. Yeah, why not? Why not? It would add to the rivalry, right? It would. It would. I mean, we haven't seen that too much this season. I think that's what I really did think was going to happen, you know? I thought that, oh, shit, these teams are going to play each other three times in a row. Oh, that third game is going to be something. That third game is going to be something. We kind of saw a glimpse of it with the whole Myers and Edmondson thing, but I thought I'd see it more. Uh, but if we're talking about rivalries, yeah, like p- p- make these guys playing sets, and maybe we can have more intense hockey. Yeah,
1: 100%.
0: intense hockey is the best sport to watch. You know, motherfuckers just skating and hitting each other and then making plays happen. There's, there's no better sport.
1: Yeah, real I talk. Mean, the playoff, like when, especially when hockey gets to the playoffs, like there, there is nothing better. There's in nothing sport. better. There's
0: nothing better in sport hands down and as hands much as we down. talk
1: shit about the nhl because the nhl is pretty fucking disgusting go check out last week's episode yeah on the diversity issue it's yeah. a fucking problem yeah yeah, like, yeah. No, on the ice this game is is fucking amazing it's one of the reasons you and i do silky and filthy to try and promote the game and grow the game because it's that fucking awesome
0: straight up straight up that's a all fact right, right. that's a fact let's end this
1: let's end this week on a good note do you have beauty of the week lined up i got a i got a beauty of the week that's gonna bring a smile to your face Kyle. okay
0: let's go you beautiful, you're beautiful I am beautiful in every single way Unprofessional, unprecedented, and most recently, unconscionable about you. Beautiful, I just want you to know Now that's more like it
1: Kyle, i have never in my life thought I would do this. Uh-oh. But this week, I am giving beauty of the week to Brandon Sutter. Ah. Uh. Brandon Sutter, the veteran of 735 career NHL games gets his first hat trick. Who needs Elias Pettersson when you have Brandon Sutter
0: Damn. from an
1: elite NHL family? And you know we got bombarded. <laughs> elite NHL with-
0: family. I love it. <laughs>
1: No, elite is in the sense that they never fuck
0: off. You know. Yeah, right. They're just always there. They're gonna have to name the fucking league after them. Yeah, it's not dude. the National
1: Hockey League. It's the Sutter Hockey
0: League. <laughs> yeah, on. right. Damn, bro. This motherfucker just scoring beautiful goals too. His last four goals, they've all been nice.
1: <laughs> I- I'm pretty sure Brandon Sutter had some Pep before the game. You should. Uh, oh, you should
0: yeah. This guy had the NeoPep or the whatever this fuck pept. What, what is, is this have? shit called? pept.
1: Yeah, it's probably not. I keep thinking Neopets, which is which <laughs> isn't right.
0: No, Brandon Sutter, man, probably uh, I would say top three most hated Vancouver Canucks on this roster, and uh, he just uh, stuck a middle finger to uh, yeah, ninety percent of the fan base.
1: Yeah, I gotta give a shout out to next misconduct writer Noah Strang, who said that Sutter's earn, earning a raise right now.
0: Oh, I wasn't sure if he's being. He's Yo, Noah, sure he's gonna hop on the, the show.
1: I probably read that, and it's uh, yeah, Sutter's going like five over six.
0: He's hopping on the uh, the show, sipping on a forty. What we do after every Canuck game. Noah, he really is, man. I want to pitch him a show. I want to pitch him a sports show. And maybe he'll listen to this, okay? Maybe he won't. I want to pitch him a sports show on the network that's called Don't Know a Thing. Oh. Because we're always wrong. Have you noticed that? You know, we talk sports. And I'm talking about the professionals, too. The people on the radio. The faces. ESPN, TSN, Sportsnet, NBC. These motherfuckers... They're, they're always wrong, too, okay? Commentating in the world of sports and getting paid for it, that is why it's the best job in the world because uh, you don't even have to be right. So this guy could run a sports show that's called Don't Know a Thing, and uh, if he kills it, it, it would work, but he's never done a podcast before.
1: I uh, can't wait to hear him on sipping on a Hopefully 40. Hopefully he Make kills sure it. You go subscribe to the Nuxmiss Conic Network so you can hear you Noah's know, podcast
0: debut. Facts, facts, facts. Yo, Before we leave, though, let's talk about this for a bit. I don't really know everything about the situation because, you know, I'm just Kyle Bowen, okay? I got to do more with this thing called life, but at the same time, a lot of things are going on in this thing called life. Uh, The NWHL, all right? Don't know the details about this controversy between them and Barstool, but uh, I do find it really, really interesting and really, really, like really, really inspired by how these women who, again, had a league shut down last year, right? The Canadian Women's Hockey League is shut down last year, right? And now, after starting off this season, and having one of the biggest, you know, sports entertainment networks, whatever you want to call Barstool, trying to, you know, get in there and back them up, and them essentially being like, "No, fuck y'all, we don't stand with y'all for their reasons. We don't need your money." Even though, real talk, like standing from afar from it, it's like, yo, like. The money would be good for what you guys are trying to do, but these women are like, no, we don't fucking need it. You know what that tells me, bro? They stand by their product, man. There must be something there because again the the Canadian, the Canadian women's League closed last year, and women's hockey is not even a you know what I'm saying real talk it's not even a I mean this with uh with a grain of salt it's not it's not even the biggest deal like contracts are not big these these women probably have to work other jobs to pay the bills. you know what I'm saying, yep. and here's an opportunity for them to probably get more attention and make more money but they're like fuck you we don't fucking need you and again that to me tells tells the viewer or sports fan that they actually trust their product we can get the job done we're fucking fantastic athletes and we'll find a way to get keep this going like we have already have and we're not going down that path where it's against our morals to make sure we get paid because they're thinking of the bigger picture and they're Trusting that they'll get there again based on their skill. And that's fucking inspiring, man. That's inspiring as fuck. Again, I don't understand all the details and what's really happening. But, again, here's an opportunity for more eyes to go towards the women. And they're, the, them playing hockey, professional hockey, via a relationship with Barstool. But they're saying, fuck it. And we don't need that. And it's people think that's detrimental to the purpose. And, you know, again, you might be throwing away some eyes. But... For the third and last time, I'll say it. That's inspiring because they trust their product. And it kind of makes me interested. <laughs> oh, shit. i got to watch this. They don't need anyone? They're they that good? Okay. I believe it. That's crazy. That That's good for them. Good for them. Straight up.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think they want that money to come from the right source, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is and, beautiful. And again, I think we've said, again, we said on the show that the NHL should really be working to support this league. And I know... You know, they already battle with making the game more diverse in terms of race, but they also struggle with making it more diverse in terms of including women. So,
0: yeah, I, I, I've
1: always thought the NHL has got to step up behind this. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, it, it is inspiring to see. Uh, yeah. I've watched a little bit of NHL, WHL, but not on a consistent basis. Um, but at the end of the day, I just don't think, I, I, again, money only means so much. And I yeah. don't think they want to align themselves with a company like Barstool that has some pretty misogynistic people at the top of the chain. So. Uh, again, it's believing in yourself and not being you yeah know, in in bed with people who go against what you believe in. So and still be no, patient. to them, and, and yeah. I hope I hope there's a merger someday between the NWHL, NWHL and the former CWHL because it'd be sick to have a little Canadian US rivalry there mm-hmm. as well, which has always been the bread and butter of women's hockey. No,
0: 100. percent It always has, and best of luck, yo. Best of luck. You know they're, they they want to be more patient, and we can all learn from that. You know we can all learn from that. It- Again, the, comp, the league, quote unquote, I, I don't know if it is, but it may be struggling far away from where they want to be. Again, an, a league shut down earlier involving these professional ice hockey players who are women, and here they are in no rush to, to get to where they want to be. They did trust the process, and it's, it's cool as fuck. A lot of people wouldn't do that, man. You know, a lot of people wouldn't do that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. trust in
1: the process. That's what, that's what you and I are all about here in yeah, Silicon Yeah, man. Field.
0: That's beautiful, man. That's really beautiful. It's cool as yeah, fuck.
1: 100%. It's a beautiful league, and we got a beautiful hockey show here, Silky and Filthy. And again, just trust your process and believe in yourself.
0: Believe in yourself. And,
1: yeah. uh, and be careful when you're shaving your balls, because that's just no joke. So yeah. I've got a few lessons here today for you listeners on Silicon Filthy mm-hmm. on the Nuts Misconduct Network. Kyle, anything else to say?
0: Uh, anything else to say? I was listening to Reptilia by the Strokes today multiple times on repeat. One of the best. Pieces of music I've ever heard in my life, and that's been the case since I heard it in the video game Rock Band, and it reminded me, man. Sometimes pff, you gotta listen to that rock, man. Real talk, real talk. You gotta switch it up sometimes and gain a new perspective. Be patient, stick with the process. My name's Kyle Bound. That's Trevor Beggs. Get the Nux Misconic Network wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, wherever you listen to podcasts. Boom, bam! You'll make your hockey life a little bit better after every Canuck game. We hit you with sipping on a forty with myself. Yes, myself. K y l e b h a w a n. And sometimes I call my friends. You know why I don't have guests on all the time? Trevor, ask me why. Ask me why don't you have guests? Why don't you have guests, Kyle? Cause I'm the. <laughs> I couldn't even finish it. <laughs> Cause I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Peace. Hey, there's a bullshit. <laughs> What? <laughs>